There's a cold silence that we don't dare speak. There's a wall between us and a river so deep. We keep pretending that there's nothing wrong. There's a cold of silence and it can't go on. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 28th of August 2013. I always ask newcomers to make good use of the website CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. You'll start to understand the system you're born into, uh, the system your parents and grandparents were born into and never realized that to be conned, conned literally your whole life long by uh, sciences basically, sciences of persuasion and propaganda and indoctrination and it's a very old science indeed perfected a long time ago and we're run by private organizations there's no such thing as democracy uh, private organizations international corporations big foundations that pretend they're into philanthropy that run thousands of NGO organizations across the world that lobby governments that are just waiting for them to be lobbied, of course, so that they can say the people have spoken or demanded this or that and they pass the laws to suit. But it's all done on behalf of the foundations which pay for it all. And these foundations were set up a 100 years ago by the richest people on the planet, the big international bankers, the guys who lent to nations, still do. And they decided back then, 100 years ago, that they had the right to rule the world and bring in a global society and use science to perfect humanity, in a sense, perfect different kinds of strata of humanity, and the lower orders will serve them at the top, of course, to go through these big transitions, through transhumanism and cloning, all the rest of it, and the present bunch die off. Because, you see, we're obsolete. We're obsolete. They said 100 years ago that those who could make it to the top already uh, had done so, and had held on to their positions for a long time. And therefore, all those at the bottom were the junk genes, basically, and they'll never get anywhere in life. So they're the old man. They have to go. And even the Department of Defense came up with their think tank with their projections for the next 50 years and said the same thing, that uh, we'll all die off within 50 years. Most will have no children or they'll be sterilized or, or already sterilized in many, many ways. They don't even know they're being sterilized through their food and inoculations and stuff. It's already happening through all the reports that's out there if you look at them up. And everything's going to plan. And then they bring in a new type of clone servants, very efficient, that won't need entertainment and so on and so on and so on. That's the world. It's very simple, really. And we're run by psychopaths at the top because these ones at the top have interbred for generations through centuries and centuries. And they've always interbred with power, more power, more power, male and female, uh, rich families uh, that held on to incredible power. And that's what we have today at the top running the world. So democracy is just a, a cover. It stops you rebelling every four or five years, you see. It's very good for that because you always vote the last bunch in and you live in hope that the next bunch will be better. They never are, of course, because there's only one agenda and we're living through it today. So help yourself to cutting3medias.com website. And remember, too, you can get transcripts as well as all the audios in English and all those sites listed there. And you can also go into alanwattsentinel.eu for transcripts and other languages of lots of the talks that I've, I've done in the past. And you are the audience that bring me to you. This is not a, a big business. It's not some big enterprise. And uh, it keeps me sane, actually, uh, being this way. And, and I, uh, I can't get nudged 
or uh, leaned on by by sponsors, things like that. Uh, certainly, it's a, you certainly become lean in other ways because you don't eat as much, but uh, you, you can get leaned on by them to promote certain things, etc. It gives you, it keeps you more honest. So therefore, I depend upon the listeners to buy the books and discs at CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. That's all I sell. And I go over the histories and so on in the books and the discs of conology, the art of conning masses of people from ancient times to the present. And I show you too how, how you're already born with tribal instincts that make it easy to be, be manipulated by those same tribal instincts and so on, and many other instincts as well. So remember, from the U.S. to Canada, to buy the books and discs, you can still use personal checks or international postal money orders from the post office and Canada will accept them. You can also send cash or use PayPal across the world. You've got Western Union, MoneyGram, and PayPal. Remember, straight donations are seriously welcome as we go through the planned inflation uh, for austerity's sake, of course, as they bring down the standards of living because they want to tax you for everything, carbon taxes, energy taxes, and the big boys that own you, basically, they own your food supply, they own all the energy that you use, your electricity, etc., oil, gasoline, uh, they want to gouge you for every penny you've got and give you less. And so that's the plan for the future. We're already in it, actually. So remember, uh, you can help me out and I can continue to give you different insights into the why things are happening, at least as far as I can go without uh, being bumped off. So we're living through a very vastly different system than the one you've been trained since childhood into believing exists. You're taught uh, from day one, generally from your parents, some countries it's worse than others. But you're taught by your parents that your country's the best one in the world, and that the guys at the top are, are just, etc. They also have it to my country right or wrong. I never go along with that nonsense, because if your country is wrong, you should say so. And if something's wrong with your country, you should find out who's making it wrong and get rid of them, get them out. But most folk don't do it. They go by their parents and... Uh, and they, they get used for all kinds of wars for other peoples and other purposes that they don't even have a clue about. So that's, it's crazy going to fight a war that uh, they have, haven't got a clue what the real purpose of it is. Remember, too, in propaganda, as Jack Law says, that propaganda must be kept very simplistic, very simple, very simplistic and repetitive, like weapons of mass destruction, weapons of mass destruction, that kind of stuff, over and over and over again. Because if they give you a complicated story, uh, then they can trip themselves up and, and make too many holes in it that you'll find and discover, you see. So we, we live through constant propaganda, simplistic propaganda. Here's the bad guys, you're the good guys, obviously. And you take that for granted that you're the good guys, you never think about it or question it, because most folk are fairly happy back home. And wars are always generally way over there somewhere. And so it's, uh, it's not really real to many people who simply consume information, uh, bits and bytes of news, uh, mixed with entertainment, and so on. And nothing's really real to them. They're, they're still living in their little bubbles. And you're, you are in a little bubble, by the way. Uh, that's what Facebook and all these things are about. They find out your little bubble, what makes you tick, uh, your distance that you travel in your little bubble, to see your friends, your pals, and all the rest of it, the parties that you go to, all the all the info they have to, to collect about you to find out who you really are, to make sure you're very predictable. Because, you see, in totalitarian societies, every single person must be perfectly predictable. If they're at all unsure of you, they're going to, they're going to visit you. 
uh, and find out why they can't predict certain aspects of your behavior. And I'm not kidding about that, too. From the, the beginning of the internet and all the social media, electronic and so on, they've been monitoring you completely. Forget all the laws and the rules that they pretend to go by. They've never gone by them, folks. Never, ever gone by them. They were monitoring all the phones long before you had the internet. Gone way, way back, e- even before the Cold War. And this is, this is how powerful people keep control of society that they rule, you see. And so they give you this, as I say, this thing called democracy or, or, or voting every four or five years so you don't rebel. And they give you front men who are presidents and prime ministers and that they're not really important people. Uh, the, the, their job is to take the heat. And of course you're, you're going to get rid of them the next time. And they give you another front man. It's the people behind the front men that are more interesting because these guys know the agenda. These are the guys that do the real work and the, the script writers too and so on. But they know the agenda and they're swore, they've sworn allegiance to this agenda. It's an international agenda, of course. And I go into the history of the Royal Institute for International Affairs, private organization that gave you the League of Nations, then the United Nations, the Bank for International Settlements, the private central banking cartels all obey the BIS, and the IMF they created as well, GATT, the General Agreement on Trade and Tariffs, and our tariffs and trade. And they give you all these organized, and the G20. None of you voted for the G20 or any of the G-wizzies before it. But uh, you see, it's all done by private organizations, which these people are sworn to long before they take any secondary oaths of office. Back with more after this. Hi folks, we're back cutting through the matrix and I've mentioned many times before about the the allegiances of nations. They have all these strange special relationship treaties that they have that they never release to the public. They'll mention them once in a while, but they never show you what it is. And the US, of course, is on board with Israel for a very good reason, actually. It's very, very old as well. Very, very old. Yeah, actually precedes even what you might think of as the founding of the US as a country. But, um, uh, there's no doubt about it. You, the US is fighting Israel's wars. All the enemies that were drawn up back in the 90s by the Israeli, uh, Mossad and, and the Knesset, uh, have all been pretty well vanquished except for the finishing off Syria and then going into, into Iran as the last one in that area. There's other ones to go across the world, but in that area. And of course, I've gone to across uh, 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 the different uh, oil companies that Tony Blair saw before they even went into Iraq and that came into the mainstream. It's in the archive section of cutting through Mary's.com. It was printed in the mainstream that uh, he admitted that they divvied up uh, with the big oil companies who was going to get what oil fuels, etc., etc. And it's still going on, of course, with Syria too. Uh, and, and this is what's behind. Don't, don't believe some sort of altruistic reason for between uh, countries going in. And don't believe for an incident that even if an H-bomb had been used on a country, uh, you'd go in there to stop it happening uh, and so on. Because we're dealing with murderers at the top. I mean, your own countries are in this, this big cabal to take over the world by all and every means possible and all of its wealth and resources, folks. Don't forget that for a single second. 
And so they have no care about who gets slaughtered, as long as it's not themselves, that is. And they don't even care how many of their own troops get killed, because they have nothing in common with you whatsoever. But going back to the setting up of uh, Syria, for instance, uh, I can remember when uh, the U.S. attacked uh, Iraq, and Britain was in there too, uh, the, that uh, in, the, in the Israeli newspapers they said that don't stop there, go right through to Syria. And that's what they wanted the U.S. to do. And uh, uh, other things got in the way and it didn't happen, but they, they still have been putting pressure on. We put in the color revolutions into Syria like we do all the other countries and sent students over there to recruited them to agitate uh, abroad. And then when that, that fails, then people don't rebel or overthrow the government. You send in the hard troops. And, of course, they're using al-Qaeda, which is the powers of the U.S. And, and it's, such a, it's such a quagmire, really, this whole al-Qaeda thing, because even in the Israeli papers, too, they've got, they've got Mossad agents in there, too, and all this kind of stuff. You, just don't, you don't know who's who. doesn't matter what they wear or what they yell about in, in some sort of language. Uh, they're all employed by the U.S., Britain, or, 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 or Israel. Anyway, going back to this year to do with uh, the first time that they thought about using chemical weapons. It says, U.S.-backed plan to launch chemical weapon attack in Syria and blame it on Assad's regime. Now, that came out in, in the Asian Times, I think it was initially, and it was picked up by uh, the Mail Online in, in Britain. And it was, it, was, it was published on 29th of January 2013. It says, leaked emails from the defense contractor refers to chemical weapons, saying the idea is approved by Washington. And Obama issued warning to Syrian President Bashar al-Assad last month that the use of chemical warfare was totally unacceptable. So that was the setting up of the fields. If they use chemical weapons, we'll go in there. We'll have a moral obligation because we love folk, you know. And, of course, at the same time, uh, they'd already got in touch with a, a particular weapons contractor that had chemical weapons to, to get the whole ball rolling and blame it on Assad's regime. And it says, leaked emails have allegedly proven that the White House gave the green light to a chemical weapons attack in Syria that could be blamed on Assad's regime and in turn spur international military action in a devastated country. You understand, it's a simplest. The boys at the top have no conscience whatsoever. They, these are the guys who sit and plan uh, 50 years of wars. I remember watching the CIA, some guys from the CIA back, way back, years ago, and they said... Um, after Vietnam, he says, uh, we, oh, we've got many other countries to take out and so on. And he mentioned a few of them over Latin America and different places in the world. And so they're always planning the future wars, you see, all done by intrigue. Anyway, it says here, a report released on Monday contains an email that's changed between two senior officials at a British-based contractor, Britain Defence, that's where they make chemical weaponry and so on, where a scheme was approved by Washington and it's outlined explaining that Qatar would f- fund rebel forces in Syria to use chemical weapons. Well, the US has been uh, using Qatar uh, to, to get all kinds of weapons, actually, into their so-called freedom fighters or rebels' hands. And it says, Barack Obama made it clear to Syrian President Bashar al-Assad last month that they wouldn't tolerate Syria using chemical weapons. So it's a, a trying to set up a precedent, you see, for moral intervention while they actually caused the deaths in the first place. This is standard stuff in, in warfare, folks, and in history. And um, they actually talked to the to people at Britain Defence, etc., then didn't get a, a reply. But uh, this is how they do it. They even asked them to get... Um, uh, they, could, they supply them with a Soviet origin G shell, so they could fire it in a G shell, blame it, and, and say they got it from the Soviets. You see, 
Uh, and so this is how they do things. It's, it's just incredible the Machiavellian techniques that are used all to con the public and, and to, for a moral war, justify a moral war, you see. And I'll put this article up tonight for those that want to see it. And it gives you other links, too, to other sites, too. It says the mails were released by a Malaysian hacker who also obtained senior executive resumes and copies of passports via an unprotected company server, according to Cyber War News. And it gives you all the details. Now, it doesn't matter because it's, it's, it's going to happen anyway. And, and it was planned back in the 90s, at least. At least that's when they first mentioned it. I say Israel wanted them taken out. The U.S. did it too. And, uh, and now it's happening. Some things take a bit of time, you understand, to prepare the public for, for the moral and just wars and all that nonsense. Uh, yeah. If you really understood history and the incredible slaughters that, that were cold-heartedly uh, planned in advance, all done through history by elites, you, would, you wouldn't fall for this, for this crap. You wouldn't fall for this crap at all. But you're kept, you mean, see, you've been brought up like children and kept like children. Uh, you're also indoctrinated by all the movies that you watch, thinking it's all moral and just, etc. That's how you're trained. The big boys aren't. And also, tonight too, I'll put up uh, another tie-in, because I mentioned before that Tony Blair had all the big boys, Shell, and all the companies, oil companies, and as a divvied up uh, Iraq, for cash, of course, uh, before... Uh, they actually went in and to destroy it all and take it all over. I don't know too if the Americans don't know it or not, but it was in the papers at the time that the U.S. Air Force was told to destroy all the, the old refineries in, in Iraq because they would wanted brand new ones that the American taxpayers would build and fund. Isn't that nice? This is the real world. Uh, this article here came out in February. And it actually goes back to 2010, I think. But it says, Israel grants all rights to Syria in Syria. This is in Syrian territory a couple of years ago, or three years ago, to, to Rupert Murdoch and Rothschild. It says, Israel has granted oil exploration rights inside Syria and the occupied Golan Heights to Genie Energy. That's the company name. Major shareholders of Genie Energy, which is also has interest in shale gas in the U.S. and shale oil in Israel, include Rupert Murdoch and Lord Jacob Rothschild. Uh, this f- from a 2010 Genie Energy press release. And it says, Claude Popkin, it says, CEO of Genie Oil and Gas, commented Genie's success will ultimately depend in part on access to the expertise of the oil and gas industry and to the financial markets. Jacob Rothschild and Murdoch are extremely well regarded by and connected to leaders in these sectors. Their guidance and participation will prove invaluable. And it says, I'm grateful to Howard Jonas and IDT for the opportunity to invest in this important initiative, Lord Rothschild said. Rupert Murdoch's extraordinary achievements speak for themselves, and we're very pleased he's agreed to be our partner. Genie Energy is making good technological progress to tap the world's substantial oil shale deposits, which could transform the future prospects of Israel, the Middle East, and our allies around the world. That was back 2010. Back with more after this. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth.
Hi folks, we're back cutting through the matrix Talking about how Israel's already fracking and so on And what really is is Syria's territory And has been since 2010 And how um, big boys, Murdoch for instance Rupert Murdoch and Lord Rothschild Are members of the Genie Corporation and how they're, they've, they're really going big time and they're, they're, they're going to grab the oil fields and, and uh, thanks to the US, of course, and Syria. It's all a done deal, folks. But it says here that for Israel to seek to exploit mineral reserves in the occupied Golan Heights is plainly illegal in international law. Japan was successfully sued by Singapore before the International Court of Justice for exploitation of Singapore's oil resources during the Second World War. The argument has been made in international law that an occupying force is entitled to operate oil wells which were previously functioning and operated by the sovereign power and whose position the occupying power now stands. But there's absolutely no disagreement in authorities and case law that the drilling of new wells, let alone fracking, by an occupying power is illegal. Well, they'll change that, don't worry. Israel tried to make the same move 20 years ago, but was forced to back down after a strong reaction from the Syrian government, which gained diplomatic support from the United States at that time. Because there was no PNAC group or the ones that now call themselves for democracy and so on. Israel is now seeking to take advantage of the weakened Syrian state. This move perhaps casts a new light on the recent Israeli bombings in Syria. In a rational world, the involvement of Rothschild and Murdoch in this international criminal activity would show them not to be fit and proper persons to hold major commercial interests elsewhere. An action would be taken, and naturally nothing of the kind will happen. And that's a fact, folks. And I'll, I'll put up the link, too, from Genie Energy. This is a whole company that they're involved in uh, with Israel. And also this one here is the, the main Corporation that owns Genie Corporation, IDT Corporation. And it's a press release from them. It says Genie Energy Corporation is a division of IDT Corporation, New York Stock Exchange, and gives the number and so on. Today announced that Lord Jacob Rothschild and Rupert Murdoch have each purchased equity shares in Genie Oil and Gas Inc. Jacob Rothschild will join Rupert Murdoch on Genie Energy's strategic advisory board. You can imagine like a board, a, a war board, isn't it? And Jacob Rothschild's interest will partner with Genie Energy to raise capital for the eventual commercialization of his oil shale projects. This is an occupied territory. Eventual commercialization of his oil shale projects. And he goes on to talk about uh, how much they own, how much shares and so on. And Israel Energy Initiatives Limited is part of it too, uh, that owns it as well. It tells you the different people who have shares in it. It's quite interesting. And that's from their own site by the way. Also tonight, too, it's quite an interesting article from Veterans Today, but it says the 9-11 uh, project for New American Century, PNAC Group, the perpetrator is still whining for the U.S. to fight Israel's wars. And definitely that's a, that's a side of things that, that a lot of folk are coming to, to the right conclusions, because it's obvious, too, isn't it? But it says, you may have heard that the project for New American Century no longer exists. These are the guys who came in with Bush under the, this was the name for the new conservatives, the neoconservatives that they were pro-Israel. Actually, many of them were, had dual citizenships and so on. But it says anyway, and they took a whole country to war on behalf of another country. <laughs> but it says here, uh, you may have heard that it no longer exists. Officially, that notorious group of 9-11 suspects, which called for a new Pearl Harbor on September 11, 2000, and got one exactly one year later, disbanded in 2006. 
this is, this is a propaganda. This is David Ray Griffiths, Griffin's book, The New Pearl Harbor, which lifted its title from PNAC's infamous Rebuilding America's Defenses memo, endorsing the 9-11 attacks one year before they, they occurred, is widely credited with driving a stake through the PNAC's black heart. But what you may not have heard is that PNAC is back under a new name, the FDD, it's called, I mentioned that last night, the Foundation for Defense of Democracies. A, a, a beautiful Orwellian speak, isn't it? It says, and wouldn't you know it, they're still trying to trick Americans into fighting wars for Israel. This time their target is Iran. The FDD, the new name for PNAC, just issued a 155-page report calling for the U.S. to increase Iranian isolation, including uh, through regime change, meaning war, and undertake, in Syria that is, and undertake overt preparations for the use of warplanes and or missiles to destroy Iran's nuclear capabilities with high explosives. And it gives you the source of that one too. But it tells you who was in the PNAC group that ran America during the Bush era, through all the different wars there. And it's got some of the, some of the members. It says Elliot Abrams, Gary Bauer, uh, William J. Bennett, Jeb Bush, uh, Dick Cheney, Elliot A. Cohen, Midge uh, Dector, Paula uh, Dobriansky, Steve Forbes, Aaron Friedberg, Francis Fukuyama, uh, French, uh, Frank Gaffney, Fred C. Ickle, uh, Donald Kagan, Zalmi uh, Kilalizid, uh, I. Lewis, Libby Norman Poderitz, Dan Quayle, Peter W. Rodman, Stephen P. Rosen, Henry S. Rowan, uh, Donald Rumsfeld, Vin Weber, George Regal, Paul Wolfowitz, Richard L. Armitage, Jeffrey Bregner, John Bolton, Robert Kagan, William Crystal, Richard Pearl, William Schneider, Jr., and R. James Woolsey, Robert B. Zolik, as well. And then it goes on to the FDD that they transformed into to run the, Demo- the Democrats. It says, um, the FDD's chairman uh, is uh, James Woolsey, FDD's president is Clifford D. May, and its executive director is Mark Dubowitz. Its leadership council is composed of prominent thinkers and leaders from the defense, intelligence, and policy communities, including Paula Dobriansky, Steve Forbes, Bill Crystal, Louis G. Freer, uh, Joseph Lieberman, Newt Gingrich, Max Kempelman, and Robert McFarlane. His board of advisors include Gary Bauer, Reps Eric Cantor, Gene Gately, General P. X. Kelly, Charles Crothammer, Kathleen Troyer, K.T. McFarland, Richard Pearl, uh, Stephen Pomeratz, Oliver Blackbuck, Revel, Brett Stevens, and Francis J. Bing, West. That's his foundation fellows and senior staff are Jonathan Shanza, Vice President of Research uh, Kerry Abaza, Senior Fellow Tony uh, Badran, and it goes on and on with the different members of this thing that's now running America. But it's really interesting to see how uh, cons, cons are going on. And it says the most important single weapon that we have to change America for the better is keeping the heat on the PNAC gang. The project for a new American century, and now this this new one they're into, and they're going to no matter what they morphed into or whether they're retired or would be connected with to an artificial lung and heart outfit. Keep your eyes on them. Actually, every single article uh, any of the VT contributors may write should have a mention in PS or within the article. Remember the fathers and mothers of the perps of 9/11, the PNAC gang, whose members, and they go through the members and so on again and again and again. It says those were the guys and the girls who got America to murder its own people on behalf of, uh, and they go through uh, actually a lot to do with Israel, blah, 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 blah. But I'll put that up tonight for those that want to read it or really care. Most folk don't care who runs them as long as they can live in a little bubble 
and do the, the routine, you know, party in the weekends and, and, and so on and so on. They don't really care. Most people really don't care. Mind you, I've gone into the articles put out a long time ago by the guys who brought in this system. You understand that all of the cultural changes you've experienced in your whole lifetime were designed long before you were born uh, on a timetable, including the, the, even the latest things that are happening right now with music television and so on, morphing really into simple pornography. That was all designed back in the 1940s and 50s. I've gone through some of the guys who gave it to us and designed it sitting on world, world systems. So as long as you're in your little bubble, they don't really care what's happening. And they've been trained not to be involved. That was a part of it too. The Club of Rome said that democracy wouldn't work. We'll, we'll, we'll continue to use the trick of democracy for the public. Then they won't rebel. But basically, they said that uh, we'll train the public that they're under authoritarianism. Just to allow the big boys to do what they want to do. They're, 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 they're kind of um, beneficent uh, overseers. They're more important. They're very upright. Just leave all the big problems to them. And most folk actually do today. Most, very few footballer voting, even the ones that believe in it. Uh, and it really is a, a nonsense thing to believe in the first place because there's only one agenda. Uh, Thomas Jefferson mentioned it too. He, he said, if you see, it's like this PNAC group to the new, uh, democracy group, same bunch. He says, when you see the same agenda continuing through Trump changes in parties in the House, know you're under tyranny. And you've, you've been under tyranny for long before you were born, as I say. So I'll put these up tonight. Also, Cass Sunstein's new presidential appointment is almost hard to believe, especially considering a paper he once wrote, it says here. It says, um, Cass Sunstein, who served as administrator of the Office of Information and Regulatory Affairs throughout most of the Obama's first term. And remember, too, you have a Department of Information. It's all to do with public relations and how you spin things to the public or not, not tell them at all or simply lie to them. Every country has got them. They used to use it big time in wartime, but now they use it all the time. And you think that's normal. Anyway, it says, uh, through most of Obama's first term, advocated numerous policies such as an academic, uh, including the government infiltrating conspiracy theorist groups by joining chat rooms. He did, he did too. I've got, I put the articles up at, uh, cuttingthroughthematrix.com archives because I read it on there at the time. He says, we'll infiltrate all the chat rooms and put all people in and change everyone's minds, even to do with patriots and so on. Now read that and I come back after this break. Hi folks, we're back cutting through the matrix, talking about Cass Sunstein, of course, that uh, he, he actually talked about bringing uh, big teams in. Now, already, it was already on the go before he came along, of course, because infiltration of what they call conspiracy groups is nothing new at all. It goes back for thousands of years, actually, because when anything was going on and the folk caught, caught on to it, uh, the elite simply called it conspiracies. Always do laugh it off as also conspiracy theory. And, and, and that's what they still do today. Anyway, this is, um, Cass, who has served as an administrator of the Office of Information and Regulatory Affairs throughout most of the Obama's first term, advocated numerous policies as an academic, including the government's infiltrating conspiracy theorist groups by joining chat rooms, online social networks, and real space groups. In a 2008 paper he co-wrote at Harvard, which I'll put up tonight to the link, uh, as recently reported by the Washington Post. 
It says those, this is what he says, those who subscribe to conspiracy theories may create serious risks, including risks of violence. This is from governments that are slaughtering across the world. And the existence of such theories raises significant challenges for policy and law. Now, what, what kind of policy are they talking about? Uh, and it says, the first challenge is to understand the mechanisms by which conspiracy theories prosper. Well, facts is generally how it prospers. The second challenge is to understand how such theories might be undermined. It continues, because those who hold conspiracy theories typically suffer from a crippled epistemology, in accordance, accordance with which it's rational to hold such theories, the best response consists in cognitive infiltration of extremist groups. Go into the groups, in other words, get into their, what, how they understand, how they make some take and understand and come to conclusions, and, and break it up, you see. Various policy, policy dilemmas, such as the question whether it's better for government to, to rebut conspiracy theories or to ignore them, are explored in this light. The website ZeroHedge.com went so far as to ask if Sunstein is America's Goebbels. The National Security Agency oversight panel is mostly made up of national security experts, such as former Central Intelligence Agency acting director Michael Morell and former White House anti-terrorism official Richard Clark. In another controversial stand, Sunstein advocated in a 2003 paper title uh, Lives, Life, Years and Willingness to Pay and I'll put that link up too, for the University of Chicago, that the governments assign a higher monetary value to the lives of young people than to senior citizens with regards to health care spending. By the way, that's all in Obama's new health care thing too. If you're older, you won't get the treatment just like Britain because, you see, they, they, they hired Duran Corporation to do the study. was the best one to copy, and they took Britain's one. So if you're older in Britain, it's best not to go into hospital because they'll kill you. And it says, I'm a lot older now than the author with my name was. It says, and I'm not sure what I think about what that young man wrote, Sunstein, who's now 56, told the House Committee when asked if he would apply that view to the Independent Payment Advisory Board. Uh, things written as an academic are not a legitimate part of what we do as a government official, so I'm not focusing on sentences that a young Cass Sunstein wrote years ago, so the answer is no. So maybe maybe about seven years ago or so, or eight years ago, he was young then. You understand? This is this is how liars operate. You understand? This is how they work and, and wiggle out of things. The 2008 book called Nudge. This is the book that Sunstein brought up. Improving decisions about health, wealth, and happiness. In other words, to get you to go along with what he wants you to go along with, and see. Well, yeah, if you're old, you just die. And so, this is that Sunstein wrote with co-author Richard H. Taller, argued for the government policy of presumed consent for organ donations. In other words, if you go into a hospital, you don't know if they're going to help you get out of there, or if they're eyeing you up for your organs and make going to make a fortune off of you. I mean, no, no, that's what it's all about, folks. Anyway, see, presumed consent preserves freedom of choice, but it is different from illicit, explicit consent because it shifts the default rule. Under this policy, all citizens would be presumed to be considered donors, but they would have the opportunity to register their unwillingness to donate. So if you don't know about it, they'll, they'll just carve you up and sell you off, you see. Sunstein is the husband of the newly named ambassador to the United Nations, Samantha Power, who is well vetted by some people I've mentioned tonight, by the way for her particular role. It's amazing, too, that there's no conflict of interest when, you know, couples just happen to get the top roles and stuff like that. It's all in the family, isn't it? Okay, another one, too, about, about uh, the Obamacare, which is copied of over Britain, where you can't get cataracts fixed or anything. It's simple operations now, you know, 10-minute operations. 
Can't get it done if you're elderly in Britain. From architects to lobbyists, Obamacare designers stand to profit handsomely, handsomely from the bill, it says. Previously, they worked behind the scenes to help shape the Affordable Care Act. I hope you understand insurance companies wrote it up for them. They roam the streets of the nation's capital as consultants and lobbyists. And now this elite group of Washington insiders stands to profit handsomely from the full implementation of Obamacare, President Barack Obama's landmark health care law. More than 30 former administration officials, lawmakers and congressional staffers who worked on the health care law have set up shop in K Street since 2010. The Hill reports. I'll put the link up for that too. Many Washington lobbying firms, including uh, Fierce, uh, Isakowitz, and Blaylock, the Glover Park Group, Allison and Bird, BGR Group, and Akim Gump, have scooped up the former Obamacare insiders. This, as the Hill Report notes, puts a firm in a prime position to land coveted clients. When Vice President Biden leaned over during the sign of the health care law and said to President Obama, this is a big deal, Ivan Adler, a headhunter at the McCormick Group, said in the report he was right. The former Obamacare insiders now work on behalf of corporations including Delta Airlines, UPS, BP America and Coca-Cola and healthcare companies including GlaxoSmithKline, the big pharma agency, United Health Group and the Blue Cross Blue Shield Association. Former Obamacare insiders are seemingly taking on for one reason, to help companies navigate the massive and complicated healthcare law. Healthcare lobbying on K Street is as strong as it ever was, and it's due to the fact that the Affordable Care Act seems to be ever-changing, said Adler. What's at stake is huge. Whenever there's a lot of money at stake, there's a lot of lobbying going on. And because companies are desperate for help understanding the massive and constantly evolving healthcare law, they're willing to pay a premium for the service, meaning former insiders stand to profit handsomely from a bill they helped to write. Former insiders who are pulling in the most cash for their first-hand knowledge of the bill come primarily from the Department of Health and Human Services. The report notes, Demand for insiders, the Hill reports, is even higher now than the major pieces of the law, including the health care exchanges and individual insurance mandate, are being set up through a slew of complicated federal regulations. Congress is easy to watch, says Tim Lapira, politics professor at James Madison University, but agencies are harder to watch because their actions are often opaque. This leads to a greater demand on K Street for people with first-hand knowledge of the bill's intricacies, he said. K Street's agenda follows the government's agenda. It's not typically the other way around, he said. Many see the rise in demand for former Obamacare insiders as a clear example of Washington's so-called revolving door between politics and business. And that's really what government's all about, folks. I can remember when they privatised the whole water systems in Britain, all, all, the, all the local ones and so on, that they built up reservoirs and all the systems for all the, the, the towns and cities years ago. And it supposedly belonged to the general public. It's funny how the public never get a penny back, isn't it? Uh, and they give it all this off to the to the private boys, but it was all voted by about seven guys, uh, members of parliament at the time, and the British government. They voted. They brought the bill up and they voted for it themselves. And once it was passed, they immediately left the governments and became the CEOs and heads of the companies that were given these for for pretty well nothing. That's how governments work. If you want real crime, go at the top. They don't see it as crime, mind you. They see it that as a right like overseers and major domos. That's what the world's all about. And a bad news tonight. Two hedge funds right now are dumping Monsanto companies 
stocks and so on. It says, uh, Monsanto Companies has one of the most ups and downs used of the stocks we track. Shares of the AG Behemoth have been unable to get on a run in 2013 as constant drama over GMOs seems to be hitting the news wires daily. We'll have to get Sunstein on that to tell us this really great stuff. And he's got ways to do it because he doesn't do it himself, you understand. They've got hundreds and hundreds of neuroscientists, psychologists, behaviorists working on every part, including the healthcare and in the food you eat and wars and everything else. Actually, the thousands of them into the wars to make you change your mind on things. Because you see, you might have a, 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 an improper epistemology or an understanding of everything. That's how, you understand how you're treated and how, how they understand you so perfectly well. The opinion creators. Hmm? And that's how the world really is. Every country is the same now, mind you. Well, from Hamish myself from Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me, your God or your gods go with you. <laughs>